Welcome, this is Lou Guadagnino. And this is Marilyn Guadagnino. Welcome to the Living Stress-Free Podcast. From Rochester, New York, on the edge of America. On the edge of America, on the edge of a new year. Yes, it is. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. 2020. 2020. I just love the sound of that. 2020. Say it. 2020. 2020. 2020. 2020. 2020. Isn't that better than 20s blah, blah, blah? <laughs> no, it is. It really, it's finally finalized. <laughs> finalized. It, We're in the 20s. The 2000s. Get it? And that is so exciting to me because to me, a new decade is a new clean slate. Yeah, for me, a new decade is a, um, a, new, uh, a new car, maybe. A new computer, or no? Ha 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 ha. Well, anyway, we want to wish everybody the most beautiful, amazing, brand new New Year you can imagine. Yeah, I'm actually excited this year. Yeah, yeah, and you usually aren't. Actually, you're not big on New Year's, so this is exciting to have you excited. No, to be honest with you, I've slept through a lot of them, as you know. And I mean at parties, they just for some reason put me asleep. <laughs> so we had a quiet New Year's Eve, but we were enjoying watching the um, fireworks displays from different parts of the world last that night. It was so wonderful. And I don't know if anybody caught some of those, but they were amazing. Yes. They really were. And some of our favorites, some of our favorites were. Are very, I think both of us agreed our very favorite was London's. London. Yes. It was, that was so beautiful. It was because it was beautiful and tasteful and colorful and long. You know, some of the others were kind of techno savvy, amazing, but you know, London's was just so, just, I don't know. They spent the big buck. They did. They spent a lot of money. They on did. Them. Let's face it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was beautiful. It was so well organized. It was in a lot of ways. It just reminded me of just my mental impression of, of Britain. Yeah. You know, it was really well organized, really tight, really taken care of. Um, very, you know, lots of grandiosity to it and at the same time somehow humble and it was humble it was yeah no no it it epitomized britain we also enjoyed in contrast france (laughs) we enjoyed france in paris but it was very different it was and i i gotta be honest i didn't expect it i didn't expect i don't know what i was expecting but not that yeah it was a gay uh disco (laughs) as far as i could see no it was was incredible the only thing that really really crushed me about um paris and it was i loved it is that you know Elton John should have walked right through <laughs> the center of it at the end and performed, and then it would have been, then that's it, that's it. The world would have shut down. No, it was it was so Moulin Rouge. It was so like cabaret. It was. It was um, yeah. They, they love jazz in France. But very high tech. Yeah, very high tech. It was it was amazing, and the other one I really enjoyed. I enjoyed all of them, but the other one I really loved was sydney australia yeah that was beautiful and what i liked about theirs is it expanded this whole like all the others were centralized to one building that was shooting off fireworks from the building like dubai right and then uh, but sydney was the opposite it like they had it all the way down the river 
Yeah, and which which the the neurotic in me kept worrying, like, why are you spreading this? You've got fires all over the place. (laughs) Just keep it localized, you know. It just seemed like almost like they were just being like, you know, you tell Americans, for instance, we've got a climate problem and we need to cut back on carbons and everyone goes gets the biggest truck they can find, you know. And that's how I kind of looked at Australia. I loved it, believe me, but I kept thinking, why don't they just manage it better? Why don't they manage it? They're already having trouble with it. <laughs> it was very over the top. It was and what they over did with the, the one. Top. I don't know what bridge it is, but the, they probably they, burned they down. Had the right? one bridge. <laughs> they had the one bridge, and it was so amazing. The colors on the bridge kept changing, and yeah, the lights on the gorgeous. bridge kept changing, and it was all centralized around this one bridge. But then it kept going, expanding, and then they had this bizarre music playing. It was like it, it was like Aboriginal rap. It was. <laughs> it was. It was. It was obviously they were trying to bridge the ancient and the new, and. Mm-hmm. You know, whether they succeeded or not, no one will ever know. <laughs> it was fun to watch that. It was great. It was I a loved, lot of fun to I watch. I love the option of going to be able to see all these different places around the world because, you know, I grew up, you know, waiting for the ball to fall in New York. And I'm sorry. Look, I love New York. <laughs> I'm, I've been a New York resident most of my life, but I still don't understand what's the big thing about the ball dropping. I don't. <laughs> I mean, it's like, it just, okay, the, you know, what does that mean exactly? It's like somebody taking your temperature when you're a kid and you're waiting to see if you have a, you know, a temperature. <laughs> you know, it's like, what is the ball dropping? Uh, I, do you I live in New Jersey? Know. What is it about? I, I, I don't know. I don't, we always watch the ball drop. I don't get the idea of the ball dropping. I don't, okay. I don't get it. I don't get it, but, you know. I love New York. Don't get me wrong. I adore New York, but I, I just don't get the... The ball dropping. I like the Ferris wheel in London a lot better. Well, it was more cheerful. All the firework displays in all these different places around the world were around a beautiful setting of a skyline right. and a river or <clears throat> water. And um, I don't know, New York Times Square. I mean, I'm a New Jersey girl. I grew up right. going to New York. Um, Times Square is very exciting and everything, but it's not as beautiful as some of these other destinations. Oh, right. I remember Greece? Like the one in Greece was right it there. Was a, with the the <laughs> Apoc- yeah, yeah the, uh, it was amazing. Yeah, yeah, you see the ruins and the fireworks behind the, the ancient ruins. I mean, that's beautiful. And, and you know, so I guess Times Square is a bit I, of a I don't know whether it was the Acropolis or not, but it was, yeah, it was one of their most ancient ruins with... The fireworks weren't quite as sophisticated as, you know, France or, or Britain, for sure. But um, they were, in that environment, in that really setting, beautiful. It was beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, growing up in New Jersey, I never, ever went to New York for New Year's. I never experienced what that was like. So, never. I don't know what it's like. Well, you know, I, when you were young... It was probably a lot colder, like they were talking about today. I was noticing how warm it was there yesterday. You know, it was really warm yesterday in New York for a New Year's Eve. You know, well, it could yeah. be freezing there. Yeah, New it's York. It's a very cold New place. York's a, New York City, to me, in the summer, it's horrible because it's so hot and sticky and humid and no. the smells are everywhere. And then the winter, it's horrible because the wind is coming off the the river and it's just so cold. It's yeah. the coldest place in the world right. in the winter. So, you know, to me, New York's only <laughs> You go in the fall and the spring if you want to enjoy I yourself. It. I love the spring and the fall, too. But yesterday, for for people who were there in Times right. Square, it was right. a 
they get, you know, it was a special night because they got it, you know, it was really nice and easy on them for a change. It Usually was. they're out there bundled and, right. you know, burning each other to keep warm. It's <laughs> yeah, but the guys, the guys selling the hot pretzels do well. At the yeah, I bet they do. You know, so right. cheers to the hot pretzel right. vendors. Right. We love you. We probably lost a lot of money yesterday. <laughs> So we're doing a special New Year's edition of the Living Stress-Free Podcast. We are here to motivate you and help you on your journey into this new decade, this new year, and help you get on the right path. So, And have a great decade. <laughs> That's right. Because, you know, we often forget to mention this, the point of the Living Stress-Free Podcast. What is Living Stress-Free all about? And, um, I, you know, so here's a reminder, you know, Lou and I, we have this company, we have this business, we have our website. It's all around helping people have a more fulfilling, happy life with less stress. It's just, you know, we, we're only, we're, we're here with our life in front of us and we want it to be the best it can possibly be. So right. we give you the tools to help that happen. And, and a great life doesn't mean always fulfilling your goals. No, that's right. Very important to understand that. We're, we're not motivational speakers. We're not telling you that the point of your existence is to reach your goals. Right. You, you may reach some of your goals. You may not reach other goals. And you may find out that sometimes it's good that you don't reach your goals. And other times it's, it's um, good that you reach goals that maybe you didn't even think were so important. So, yeah, living stress-free is more about kind of loosening up our ideas of, of what life is about and stop pretending that we, we know so much that we don't and, and really appreciate what we have and reach out to people around us. It's got a very strong mindfulness focus being in the present because the present is where we are. The present is what it's all about. So if you don't reach these lofty goals or these goals that you want to do with your life, if you can make the present moment a really nice place to be, it's okay. Yeah. And so we're here to remind you how to make the present moment a really nice place to be. Absolutely. And talking about the present moment, um, the great um, guru himself of Be Here Now, Ram Das, uh, was cremated yesterday. Oh, and yes. um, thank yes. you, Ram Das, for everything that you have given us. Yes. Um, yes. For folks who do not know anything about Ram Das, we highly recommend you go to ramdas.org and learn more about the man who really helped yoga, meditation, and so many things be not just transported into the United States, but also understood in the United States. He's an amazing teacher, and he speaks of very lofty, very abstract terms in an everyday way that is very understandable. Well, he's a great storyteller. He is. And he is funny. He's very funny. Which, let's face it, is important. <laughs> so with the new year, oftentimes people make resolutions or they don't make resolutions because they always feel like they cannot achieve them. And so what we have noticed through many years is that stress is the main reason we don't succeed at our resolutions. Stress gets in the way of goals. Stress gets in the way of us being able to do what we want to do with to improve our lives. Oh yeah, stress is the the resolution killer. There's no doubt about it. If you stop and think about it, just think about it in a very practical way. You know, people decide I'm going to go on a diet or I'm going to go to the gym or whatever they decide and they start doing it. And most people 
this is what really bothers me the most about this whole resolution New Year's thing is that most people are very sincere. Mm -hmm. There are a group mm -hmm. of people out there, we all know this, that are not sincere, but most of us are sincere. When most of us say we want to lose weight or we want to quit something or whatever it is, we really mean it. Mm -hmm. And we really do do the research and we really do try to do something positive. Mm -hmm. But then it doesn't work out because mm -hmm. this resistance builds in us and we can't follow through. So for me, the question is, what makes that resistance build up? And what do we do about that? Because that's the resolution killer. And to me, I think there's plenty of evidence, scientifically as well as personally, as well as working with people, that at least tells me that stress is the number one resolution killer. It's what happens to people. And they don't always recognize it as stress. For instance, they may say, I started working out and I was doing great and I got all the way to March 1st and then um, I, I stopped going to the gym. But what they don't tell you is that other things in their their schedule were building up, like they had more, they needed more time for childcare, or they needed more time for work, or they maybe needed more time for their education, or whatever it was. So, in other words, stress is building up for real reasons, and eventually it it stops people. Exactly, and stress, from our definition, is anything that will disrupt your balance. So let's for a moment just help people understand the idea of balance because that could be a little difficult to understand. What we mean by balance is that um, there's eight areas of your life, the way we see it in LSF, and Marilyn's going to go over those in a moment. But each area of your life needs to be, it needs to have your attention and your mindful attention or awareness, if you will. For instance, you could be really working in a certain part of your life, like maybe your finances, and um, then your family relationships or relationships in general kind of conflict with that. So when we say balance, we're talking about working on all of your life at once. And that sounds like that might be daunting or, oh my God, that sounds like a lot of work to work on all of it. But actually, if you, if you work on all the eight areas, which I'll, I'm about to tell you a little bit, together, the, you know, the whole is greater than the individual parts. There'll be this natural energy that goes towards where you're going. So trust us on this one. It actually is easier to do all eight areas than it is to just work on one. So the eight areas are your physical health, your mental health, relationships, your work, your career, or however you contribute to society. Recreation and fun, education and learning, your financial wellness, or what we like to call prosperity, and spirituality. So those are the eight areas, and if we're able to honor all of them a little bit on a regular basis, it's 2020 is going to be the year of self-care. So that's what we would like to wish all of you. Let 2020 be the year of self-care. Yeah, and self-care, is it's important to understand what we mean by that. Um, it's not self-absorption, but it takes self-care to manage your stress. We've all heard the term stress management. And um, what we're talking about is like really managing your stress every day. In other words, noticing how your stress level is throughout the day. Notice what's 
causing the stress in your life and then having um, a lot of interventions and a lot of tools to be able to process your stress and balance your stress so that you can really get to your resolutions this year. Yep, that's right. So what we're gonna do is take each of these areas individually and comment a suggestion and that we would like to share that maybe you might wanna try for 2020 for each of the areas. So we'll start with physical health and actually physical health is related to a gift we got for Christmas. It's this recipe book. And the name of the book is The Blue Zones Kitchen by Dan Butner. 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 B U E T T N E R. Really great book. So the whole point of the book is um, the author studied cultures and places on Earth where people live to a hundred, where the healthiest people are, and he compiled a whole bunch of recipes, you know, Sardinia being one of them. Um, there's a place in Greece. There's a place in Costa Rica. Japan. Japan, Okinawa. Um, there's a place in California. Yeah, um, which is kind of surprising. <laughs> so, but it's really fascinating because all of the recipes are just the kind of food they would eat. And um, they're all like super healthy, like nothing processed. Everything's from the earth. It's, you know, basically, you know, whole grains vegetables, nuts and seeds and greens and, you know, that kind of diet, which, and it's, and it's, it's pretty amazing. We've started to make recipes pretty much since Christmas. So, and yeah, no, it's a great book, but it's an example of one thing you can do for your physical health. So one of the areas is physical health. And, you, you know, exercise isn't the only thing we can do for our physical health. We can also, for instance, learn how to eat healthier. And um, a good way of doing that is to get a great book like this and just try one recipe a week or two recipes mm-hmm. a week and just start mm-hmm. shifting how you're eating. Mm-hmm. It's a great motivator. So that's our, ex- that's our suggestion for physical And it's a lot health. simpler than you'd imagine. Yeah, definitely. Um, for mental health... For mental health, um, I guess a way to summarize it would be to monitor your stress more throughout the day. Be more aware of when you're stressed. Like if you're at work and you're not even noticing if your shoulders are hunched or you're clenching your teeth or something like that, start to pay a little more attention to how your body feels during the day. Or if you're feeling very tight, you know, go take a quick walk. Or if you're noticing you're thinking a lot of negative things, you know, Choose your battles. Maybe make a decision. I don't really need to keep thinking about that. Right. I can. I don't have mm-hmm. to think about this, or I don't have to let my body feel so tight. And you like empower yourself that you can do something about these things that will help your mental health. One thing that a lot of people don't know about in terms of your mental health and your stress level is, and this is something that we're just learning recently scientifically, is that there's two different parts of the brain. One of, the, one of the parts of the brain is that we're all very familiar with is the part of the brain that we're, we talk to ourselves. We tell ourselves our narrative you know, about what's going on in our life, what's happened in the past, the present, what we hope is going to happen in the future. But believe it or not, that part of our, our brain is not what processes stress and emotions. What processes emotions and stress is mindfulness. In other words, not thinking about our life, but simply being present and feeling what's happening in this moment, 
without anticipating the future or, the, or remembering the past. Mm -hmm. So just something like that. If you know that, okay, so mindfulness is something that's going to help me process my stress. It's going to help my mental health. Thinking and talking about my stress is only going to do so much for me. There you go. There's something you can do right away. You can practice mindfulness meditation. You can also practice mindfulness throughout the day rather than spending more time thinking or talking to other people about what's going on. That's absolutely right. Which brings us to the third area, relationships. You know, relationships are important to have in our lives. But our suggestion in this area is to pay more attention to the effect you have on others. Yes. Oftentimes we're always looking at others and, you know, well, why didn't they like what I put on Facebook or, or why didn't they invite me to their New Year's party or, or why this or why that or, or they seem, how come they seem to like other people? We need to shift that to ourselves and pay attention to what we, how we are coming across to others. Yeah, just simple, three simple things are how do my thoughts, how do my words, how do my behaviors affect other people around me? Mm -hmm. And understanding, of course, that how we affect other people around us, that really impacts our stress level. Absolutely. So if we're working harmoniously with people, let's say at work or in our family, that's going to reduce our stress. Yes. The next area is work, contribution. And this is paid or unpaid work, or even it could be just cleaning your house. But dropping the resistance, resistance to work, is a huge stress increaser that really that really adds a lot of stress to the pile so dropping the resistance and be more aware of your own negative talk at work whether it's talk with other people or your own like internal dialogue with yourself thinking negatively about oh, i can't believe they want me to do this or you know or, or, how am i going to get this all done i only have eight hours or even if it's cleaning a room in your house like oh the last thing I want to do right now it's all we put up these walls these barriers these we come up with a thousand reasons not to do something instead of just dropping and drop it drop the resistance and just do it and before you know it'll be done it'll be done <laughs> um, the next area is recreation and self-care and recreation go hand in hand and the main reason and Recreation means fun. It's anything you do that you don't have to do, you choose to do it. Um, so anything that, excuse me, what I mean to say is we have to drop the idea that recreation is not important. We have to drop the idea that, oh, that's just something I'll do when I get everything else done. It is equally as important as all the things you have to get done. Oh, absolutely. It's the way we wash the mind clean. Mm -hmm. You know, if you stop and think about it, you know, if you leave work stressed and you continue thinking and talking about it, you're going to stay stressed. If you go watch a funny movie or you go visit friends and you do social stuff together and forget about it, guess what happens? You feel better. Mm -hmm. So recreation is, is a very important part of health. It's time not designated for anything important. And um, they, they, like Lou was mentioning earlier about the parts of the brain, the default mode network is the part of our brain that also processes our stress. It's where, you know, we get able to problem solve when we spend some time in the default mode network. And that gets activated when we're doing nothing. 
when we're just not designated to do anything, when we're just spending some time just being. So that's part of recreation. Next area is education and learning. And we both highly recommend you increase inspiration in your life through taking a little time every day, whether it's reading, whether it's listening to a podcast, or whether it's maybe watching something on TV like a TED Talk or on YouTube. But, you know, me personally, I have a tendency not to honor this area as much because I always feel like I have to spend a big chunk of time doing it. You know, if I'm going to read something, I feel like, well, I need at least an hour and a half to sit there and really dive into whatever it is I'm reading. And the truth is you don't. You don't really need to do that. You could spend 10 minutes just learning something new and it will have the same effect. Mm-hmm. Good point, good point. The next area is financial wellness, what we call prosperity. And um, our suggestion in this area is to just be aware of all aspects of your finances, but don't get obsessed by it. Mm-hmm. You want to say a little more about that one? Well, I just think that finances has became kind of a distorted idea in our culture. It's not always about becoming you know, as rich as I can possibly become or as wealthy as I possibly become. There's, you know, you can just simply say that I need enough money for the rest of my life and and work towards that goal. And that's all you have to do is be responsible about yourself financially and pay attention to that with, as you said, without being obsessed by it. It doesn't have to be that everybody has to become a millionaire. It's not even a good idea that everybody becomes a millionaire because a lot of people really don't care about it. But still, you also can't go to the other extreme and ignore your responsibilities. Mm-hmm. And the other, the other way of looking at being obsessed by it is you don't have to worry about every single penny all the time so that it makes you be a very restricted person. Right. You know, it's like a clenched fist. And they're, they have a little bit of an openness about your the, the, the giving and receiving aspect of prosperity is, is pretty important. And, and this is a good example to show what we mean about being out of balance. For instance, there's a lot of people who spend too much money, put it on their credit cards, then they make a resolution, and then they go on a really strict budget, and then they're on a very strict budget for a while, and they do everything perfect, and then they go crazy, and they put everything, <laughs> you know, that's being out of balance. So that's a good example. So when we, when we say that we want you to be in balance in any of these eight areas, we're talking about riding the middle ground and avoiding the extremes. Exactly. Our final area, the eighth area, and these are not being stated in any type of importance, but personally, this last one to me is part of them all, which is spirituality. And self-care and spirituality go hand in hand. And I, I know I speak for Lou with his work he does with people he coaches, and I'm, when work I do with people I counsel, and spirituality is part of our work with people. It is so important for self-care. So however that manifests for you, whether, you know, I, the experience of silence is a real part of spirituality, but there's also meditation, there's prayer, there's devotional practices, there's compassion. Um, all there's of- being in contact with nature. Every single culture that have ever existed has had some form of spirituality, which tells me that spirituality, not necessarily religion, but spirituality is a human need. 
it's it's part of being a human being. That's right. That's right. So the great thing about these eight areas is, let's say you want to honor a little of each of them. And if you don't get to the physical health one, let's say, maybe you don't have a great cookbook that you're having fun with, and maybe you still are really addicted to fast food, which is, that's fine for you right now. There's other areas that you can focus on. So it's a win-win situation. Right. There's no need to beat yourself up that you're not doing your resolution. If you honor all of the areas at one time or another on a regular basis, you are working on your intentions for the year and you're bringing more self-care into your life. Absolutely, and it makes you, it empowers you. Because for instance, a lot of times you can't work on a particular area in your life because your work schedule or family schedule or finances are, are stopping you from being able to do that. But with the way we help people make resolutions and intentions and keep them, there's always, you know, seven other areas that you mm -hmm. could be paying attention to. Mm -hmm. So even if there's something you can't necessarily work on right now, there's plenty of other stuff you can do. And the great part about the way we help people with their resolutions is that um, when you balance your life, you become more successful in all eight areas mm -hmm. uh, because they're not conflicting with one another. Your family isn't conflicting with your spirituality. Your finances aren't conflicting with your spiritual life or your, or your recreational life or whatever it may be. Your relationships are in harmony with all the other areas of your life. So that's why it's so important to look at your whole life rather than to make resolutions in isolation. That's right. That's absolutely right. So now's the time. Not only new year, new decade, but you know, I have this theory that between now and through May is when we really can dive into changes we want to make. Because let's face it, once summer comes, we get into summer mode right. and it's a little harder to like really stick to the grind of what you right. want to do. And then then after summer's over, once you get into Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, boom, 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 this, everything gets focused on those things. Mm -hmm. And it's just like um, a snowball going down, down a mountain or something. So a suggestion that you can do is take, um, you, can, you can get the eight areas from livingstressfree.org. You can contact us on our contact page there and we'll send you a uh, we'll email you something, um, a little diagram of the eight areas, and you can just simply list one or two um, goals or resolution each area. Mm -hmm. You can just start out that simple. Just simply ask yourself, how do I want my lifestyle to be? Because that's what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Or if you if you have a copy of the Living Stress-Free Bible, 20 Techniques to Make Your Life Less Stressful, there's a whole chapter de dedicated to these eight areas. Absolutely. The chapter on the yantra. We call these the yantra. Um, it's a great book, though, just for, for helping reinforce the changes and the intentions you want to make in your life. Absolutely. It's filled with lots of things to keep you going. So if you have a copy, now's a great time to open it up and reread and if you don't have a copy, now's the time. Now's the time. You can get one on our website, livingstressfree.org, or, or Amazon.com. Amazon so, once again, wishing everyone a beautiful, blessed, happy new year. And uh, we look forward to chatting with you again sometime real soon. Happy new year, everyone, and we'll see you soon. Hang in there.